Have you been the victim of identity theft? Has somebody taken your identity? Has somebody replaced it with something that's false in your life? You're saying, should I check my wallet? Nope. Check your heart. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today and I am joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, Julie. How are you? And I hope our listeners are doing really well today as well. Yes. Me too. How are you today? I'm raring to go. Good. Awesome. Yeah. So we are coming to a close on our identity theft series, which has been a really, I think a really good reflective, uh, reflective message series that mm-hmm. have been really, really helpful. Yeah. I think so. I I think there's probably uh, the feedback that we've gotten. This has been. Uh, a series that has just rung the bell mm-hmm. in so many hearts as we look at all these lies that are foisted on us yep. you know by satan and uh, and then uh for us to be able to see the truth of who we really are in god's eyes mm-hmm. oh man it's so life giving but it i'm i believe some people have been very surprised and i think there's something in all of us where we think you know what can I do that God would love me just a little bit more? Yeah. Or what could I do so so God wouldn't love me you know, or wouldn't hate me? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what can I do? And the fact is there is nothing we can do. That's the beauty of all mm-hmm. of this. God loves us so much. He loves us as much as um, there's nothing we can do that would cause God to love us more or less. Mm-hmm. And I think that is uh, one of the most important takeaways from this series. Yeah, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a freeing thought, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. It's great. I don't want to take advantage of that. I'm just no. grateful, right? Mm-hmm. For for God, uh, it is so freeing to know that I I don't I don't have to perform for God yeah, or meet a standard. Meet of, a standard. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I want to be like Jesus. I want to learn how to be more like Jesus. But the fact is, uh, God the Father loves us mm-hmm. just for who we are. Yeah. And the Bible says He knows that we are but dust. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so God, um, He knows what He's getting with us. You know. There's no pretense. There's mm-hmm. nothing we can do to, you know, to to hide that. But He loves us anyway. He loves us. There's. There's no more love of God for us than what he presently has. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a powerful thing to think about God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure it's is. humbling, really. It is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we've been looking at these lies. Yes. Liar, yeah. liar, <laughs> pants on fire. fire. That's mm-hmm. that's the devil, you know. That's right. And, yeah. So and, the first week, yeah. you opened us up, mm-hmm. and you renounced the lie that we were not enough, mm-hmm. and that we're insignificant and inadequate, mm-hmm. um, and embraced the truth that we are worthy because of Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then on the second week, we renounced the lie that we are alone and abandoned, and embrace the truth that we are, um, or that we are never alone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he promised that he would never leave us or forsake us. Yeah, Renee taught on that yeah. and did a beautiful job. Yeah, that was a great message, too. It was. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And um, then last week, Pastor Trevor, with his message on we renounce the lie that our faith is passive and that that's okay, mm-hmm. and embrace the truth that we are co-laborers with Jesus. Yeah, I, that we were created for a purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, ephesians 2 says we are his workmanship Mm -hmm. so uh, i think that's kind of cool and trevor brought out this amazing simple illustration of the drum yeah i really liked that if you didn't get to watch that it's on youtube it was a really great uh i think everyone had a a chuckle but a a a chuckle in a way that it was like it was uh a moment right Ah, right it was yes for sure yeah yeah. And then yesterday. Yes, you're, you renounced the lie that we need to fit in with the world and embrace the truth that we are set apart for God. Yeah, I, I just think that is so important because I think, I think we find ourselves taken in by Satan's lie that, hey, you're living in this world, you need to immerse yourself in it, mm-hmm. and, and hey, it's okay to love Jesus, and you know, you just kind of put him on on Sunday mornings and then you take him off on Sunday afternoon. He understands you're being religious, mm-hmm. you're doing good, and but you live in the real world. And, and yeah. you know, and I think, I think many people have bought into that, that cheap, sneaky lie mm-hmm. that he gives us as believers. And um, I, I think that's, I think it's important for us to renounce that, you know. So if we don't fit in, how do we relate to people that maybe we want to witness to? How do we mm-hmm. find walk that line of not fitting in, but mm-hmm. also being, you know, relatable or friendly with people that mm-hmm. we want to, you know, share Jesus with? Yeah, I think Jesus set the example for that. You know, uh, he spent less time with with the organized religion people mm-hmm. and he spent a lot more time with those who were uh, the, the the new testament calls them publicans and sinners mm-hmm. and um meaning he, he was with a crowd of people that uh, the synagogue wouldn't have been high on their list of things to do on the sabbath and so he was uh, jesus was quite comfortable uh in the synagogue with uh, the religious crowd and and he would even read scripture and teach um, but I think he was very comfortable uh, with people that didn't view the world the way that he really wanted them to mm-hmm. but he loved them for who they were he loved them where they were and he wasn't drawn into their sin but he was with them and they they felt comfortable being with him mm-hmm and I, I think that uh, I grew up in a household, um, we had very conservative, very fundamental, mm-hmm. um, and it was, you had nothing to do with the world. Nothing, nothing, mm. nothing. Stay yeah. away from the world. And uh, it kind of, the, kind of the greenhouse or the hothouse, you know, where you're separated from all those things, you know. And... Uh, I think that was so detrimental because once kids were able to be on their own, Mm. they didn't know what to do, Yeah, you know, and it was easy to just go sow your oats and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of, wow, 
you know, let loose, I let guess. Loose. Yeah. That's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. So well, I, it's tricky because it is tricky. Here's the thing that I know, like, so when we choose a movie, we'll watch a movie on Friday night mm-hmm. or something. I, it's always difficult because on one hand, you know, I mean, my kids are getting older, so cartoons we don't watch. Right. So some will watch are like PG and they'll mm-hmm. have an occasional swear word mm-hmm. or, you know, some content that maybe we don't model in our home all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's how much of that do you let in? Mm-hmm without that becoming something that you know you see regularly and is okay well the answer to that also is think about what our kids hear all day at school Mm -hmm. um you know and i think our kids generally do a pretty good job of being able to filter that and they they realize uh i i think i think when we can help our kids be in the world but not let the world in them mm-hmm. then i think that's a great way for them to be able to develop a filter of uh okay well the world kind of thinks this way but mm-hmm. that's not really how i want to think about things mm-hmm. um i use the illustration that carol and i are scuba divers nice. have you ever scuba dived once in a pool oh okay All i right. want a free lesson somehow i yeah. forget it was i used to be a lifeguard so i uh okay I, we got a free lesson it was some kind of competition and our team won a, a it, free lesson it was so it's, cool it is cool <laughs> it's, it's so weird to kind of look up and see the outside world and yeah and you're in the water and and you're breathing through a regulator and you got a mask on and yep. all of that you know and so carol and i are scuba divers we have been Oh, goodness, uh, 20 years, something like wow. that. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things that amazes us is that when you um, go scuba diving, you, you take a lot of training, you, you really work hard mm-hmm. developing skills so that when you're under the water, and you're in a world that's not yours. You're you're just there temporarily, mm-hmm. and you you have a strap of compressed air on your back, and you've got about ten to twenty pounds wrapped around your waist, and you've got um, a, a mask on so you can see, and you've got this regulator so you can breathe air, and you're in a world that uh, it's important for you to. Uh, to enjoy it and so forth and to the beautiful sights of it. But what's really important is not to let that world inside of you because mm-hmm. then you drown, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, you spend all this time training and you have equipment on so that you can be in that world, but so that world, but you don't want that world in you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's exactly as believers. Um, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we're in the world. And we should be there. Jesus mm-hmm. wants us there, but <laughs> but we're not to let the world in us, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And because a lot of people look at, well, what should I do as a believer mm-hmm. to stay away from the world? I guess I can be a hermit and go up on a mountain somewhere yeah. or, you know, go live in a, in a colony or a compound somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. where um, you don't have any of those forces or ideas running rampant and or you can do what a lot of people do in the suburbs we we cocoon you know what i mean by that (laughs) 
<laughs> we we uh, put the garage door up. Yep. We drive out the driveway, wave at our neighbors and go to work. And then we come home and pull down the driveway, wave at our neighbors yep. and go in and shut the door, the garage door. Mm-hmm. We're cocooned, yep. right? Our fence uh, around our yard. and Yeah. So um, is, is, that, is that the answer? And I think Jesus answers that. That no. <laughs> we're in this world and we're, we're the light of the world, mm-hmm. but we're not to be, as it were, um, the world in us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and back to your scuba diving analogy, I'm, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm wrong on this. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you should ever dive alone. You're exactly right. You're not really supposed to dive alone. It's always on a buddy system. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is for safety, so that if uh, the world got in, <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody there to help you. Yeah, out. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, we train mm-hmm. as scuba divers. We'll we'll go to the bottom of a pool, or well, maybe we'll go 15 feet. Uh, say you're in the ocean, you'll just settle down in the sand, and you and your buddy, you'll take your mask off while you're in the water <laughs> and put your mask on and then you yep. hold it a certain way and, and, and blow and it clears the water out. Yep. You'll take your regulator out and um, share it with the person next to you mm-hmm. uh, because that could be a problem. Uh, you, you share all these different things because you're in the world, but things happen when you're in that world. Yeah and you're doing your best to keep that world out, it's great to have a buddy mm-hmm. who's there to help that not happen. Yeah. And sure. what a great, you know, that's a great <laughs> analogy. I love that, Julie. I'm going to I'm gonna have to use that sometime. So I think this is a, a, a beautiful, um, what Jesus has us doing uh, is we're just here temporarily, mm-hmm. you know, and... Yeah. And he wants us in this world. He wants us to affect this world. I think he wants us to enjoy the beauty of this world. Yeah, for sure. But I think he really doesn't want the world system in, in us. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, a, that's a great thought, uh, buddy system. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, talking about this in Matthew 6, he was preaching on the, um, on the mount. He mm-hmm. said, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And he, he meant money system. He, he was talking about um, world uh, secularism and, and materialism, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I, I think that that's important. Uh, he, the New Testament talks about this in First John don't love this world. He, he doesn't mean the mountains and the lakes. and the, He's talking about the world system. Mm-hmm. He said, don't love this world nor the things that it offers you. For when you love the world, you don't have the love of the Father in you. We can't have both mm-hmm. in us. It, it's like if I'm under the water drowning, I'm either going to have air in me with a regulator or I'm going to have water in me yeah. from the ocean I'm in. It's not going to be both. No. And, and so it is to my detriment to have water in me. Mm-hmm. It, it is to my living to have yeah. air in me. And that's what he's saying here. He says the world only offers a craving for the physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father. 
that that would be spiritual drowning going on mm -hmm. what i just described and how many people do we know that are spiritually drowning mm -hmm. in this world instead of expelling the world out of yeah. them right yeah yeah so i i think this is i think it's really important for us to um, understand that so that we can know how to keep the world out which mm -hmm. is where we're going with yes. this conversation right <laughs> um so how do we how do we set ourselves apart how do we do that yeah it's a good question mm -hmm. and i i think um one of the answers is we were never meant to be here on this world forever ecclesiastes talks about there's a time for everything mm -hmm. right and there's a time to be born time to die and time to mm -hmm. die yeah uh, um this world system uh we were never meant to be a permanent part of it we're just passing through mm -hmm. uh, we we are spiritual beings inside a physical you know mm -hmm. inside a physical body and so the physical body is going to wear out one of these days but the spiritual part of us is going to live eternally and that's why it's so important to be able to realize we're just here temporarily. And we don't want to focus so much on the temporary around us that we miss the, the mm -hmm. real world that we're meant for. Yeah. And so we're xenos. We're foreigners. Uh, xenos is Greek. We're, we're foreigners uh, passing through this world. Uh, Paul said in Philippians, he said, our citizenship is in heaven where the Lord Jesus lives. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's a great way to describe that. Yeah, especially after uh, Trevor's message about his passport last week. Yeah, that you know? was good. That's yeah. right. That's right. Neat. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to realize that that this is a temporary life. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem temporary some days, does it? No. It seems long and forever, <laughs> especially during COVID. Yes. But it is, it is temporary. And then I, I think it's important, I think one of the things we have to be aware of is that we as church people, we tend to make up a bunch of rules and regulations and things because we don't want the world in us. And so we make up all these man-made rules and, and we elevate mm -hmm. them to the place of scripture. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And. And there's people that are listening today to this podcast who have had such a painful, terrible experience, a mm -hmm. toxic faith experience where a church was working so hard to keep them out of the world that they made up a bunch of rules and yeah. put them on the same status well, as scripture. But, you know, then it doesn't sound appealing sometimes mm -hmm. to follow Jesus yeah. if, if it's like, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. It's the list of can'ts that yeah. you can't do. And meanwhile, can you do those things and still follow Jesus? Well, mm. it depends. Sure but, it does. Yeah. You know, depends what they are. Well, I think our identity in Jesus is defined more by what we get to do than what yeah. than what he doesn't want us to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, that is... Our walk with the Lord is defined by love, mm -hmm. loving our neighbor, and uh, being in the light of the world to them. Um, I, I think we're also, um, we have this opportunity of being identified with the grace of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this idea of just constantly feeling like we can tell people what to do, 
with their life. Now, the Word of God's very clear in so many areas, thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, then we want to be loud and clear where it says, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. But there's so many places where God is silent on purpose, mm-hmm. where we figure out this world and live in this world with each other and with those that are around us. And, and so we're very simply told to love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And those, listen, if we just concentrate on those, mm-hmm. we got plenty to keep us busy. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I think it's perspective, the yeah. world that we're living in right now. And I think it's important for us to, rena- to renounce the lie that we need to just fit in with this world system and mm-hmm. adopt uh, to adopt their their um, philosophies and to adopt their, um, their their manner of life and lifestyles. Okay, so let's stop. Let's renounce that lie that mm-hmm. we're supposed to fit in like that. But let's embrace the truth that we've been set apart for God. We're not better than anybody else. It just means that we've been set apart, that our Heavenly Father has a role for us and a purpose for us. And that this temporary journey we're on, we're in the family business called the kingdom of God. Has everybody been set apart? Or is that something we choose? No, I, I would say that I, I think Second um, uh, Peter really talks about this and uh, was pretty clear about the fact that we, we have been chosen. Um, and, and not only have we been chosen, but we've been, see, how do you put it in First Peter chapter 2? You're a chosen people, a, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Did God choose everybody he ever created? Did I think, I personally think, uh, yes, I think, I think this idea of, uh, now we're really chasing a rabbit. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. <laughs> but this idea of, of, of predestination, that yeah. some are chosen to die and go to hell, and some yeah. are chosen to go to heaven. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. My personal belief, I believe that every person is chosen. It's just that free will. Mm -hmm. And I think that this idea, I think this idea, does Jesus know uh, who is saved? Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I think... I think in his foreknowledge, he knows who will accept Christ as their Savior, who will reject Christ as their Savior. Mm-hmm. But I personally think that we're, we're chosen. Um, but do we choose to follow him? Mm-hmm. You know. Now, you theologians that are watching this, you, if <laughs> send you want, Pat an email. <laughs> if you want to sit down and talk about this, it's going to cost you coffee. It's going to cost <laughs> and you... And a donut. <laughs> and a donut. I'm not going to do it for free, but uh, be glad to sit down and have that chat. And But I will say that in relation to this message, I think it's important for us to realize he says, we've been called out of the darkness mm-hmm. into his wonderful light. And that is so important for us to go home with today. Yeah. That, oh yeah, we're in this world for a purpose. Um, but we, we really have to spend our life not letting that world get into us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So I, I think that when you realize that God has set us apart, that he's got a plan. We're in the family business mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God. We're working with our Father. 
in the biz. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to see it like that. Very good. Thanks, Pat. Have you got any uh, closing thoughts or a final word for us today? Yeah, I just remember um, God loves you. He embraces you. He's got a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. He's got a purpose for you. And, um, and that we have this beautiful opportunity to be light in a dark world. And we get to work mm-hmm. in the family business yep. of the kingdom of God with our Father. Never get a better opportunity. (laughs) No better opportunity. That's right. Thank you, Pat. Well, if you would like to debate or question or... (laughs) (laughs) Call Julie. No, it's Pat that you want to reach. No, (laughs) I'd be happy to hear from you too. But um, Pat's email address is pat at waynefleetbic.com. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Um, If you have a question for our pastors panel, we are still accepting them. If you get them in really quick and you can Renee, you can email pastor Renee, Renee at WayneFleetBIC.com. So have a great week. Have a great week. You guys, you're loved. Bye.